Welcome to Green Shoots, hosted by the Arbor Group at UBS. My name is Mike France. And I'm Jack O'Connor. Green Shoots is a podcast that focuses on the UN Sustainable Development Goals and the people and organizations that are aligned with these objectives. Today, our extra special guest is Jaheel Oliver, founder and CEO of Hello Tractor. Hello Tractor facilitates convenient and affordable tractor services to farmers in Africa and provides entrepreneurs with an additional income stream for renting out their tractor. As always on the Green Shoots podcast, we're focused on how our guests are working towards achieving the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, of which Hello Tractor is primarily focused on goal number two, zero hunger, and number eight, decent work and economic growth. So without further ado, Jaheel Oliver. Jaheel Oliver, welcome to Green Shoots. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Jaheel, will you tell our listeners about your path to becoming the CEO of Hello Tractor? Well, I started my professional career in finance. I was doing investment banking in the U.S., I did that for about five years, but always knew I wanted to do work that was more meaningful for me and transformative, particularly in in the emerging markets and low-income countries. So that led me to exploring opportunities in microfinance, which gave me a taste of this interesting nexus of commercial business, but high-impact work, where these microfinance institutions were lending money to low-income populations to provide them opportunities to grow out of poverty. And I observed while doing that work, when I, when I left banking, that most of the global poor earn their income on the farm. So I started to explore how to better support farmers with more than just credit and financing, which is largely unavailable, but really meet them where they are, which is in the fields. And that's where I came up with this idea for Hello Tractor, moved to Nigeria after doing some desk research in Washington, D.C., which is home for me in the U.S. And yeah, and and grew the business from there. But Nigeria was our first market. No direct ties to Nigeria, but just a fascinating country, tons of growth opportunity, largest economy and population on the continent. So I thought it was a interesting place to start. Indeed. And what gap or what specific need did you see that needed to be filled? And I guess, how did the uh, creation of Hello Tractor you know, lead to the development of the technology that you're currently using? So Mike, as you know, since we come from kind of similar backgrounds, I myself am not a technologist. But what I observed when I was doing deal structuring work within the microfinance industry was that farmers often struggle with planting on time and cultivating the land that they have access to. Africa has the largest inventory of uncultivated farmland on earth. There's tremendous potential, but farmers just don't have the labor that they need to cultivate that land manually. And typically in labor constrained environments, like what we saw in the U.S. during the Industrial Revolution, machines come in to do the work of humans. But unfortunately, mechanization has not taken hold in sub-Saharan Africa. And so that was an opportunity for me to help these growers plant on time and, and cultivate the land that they have access to maximize their yields and profitability while strengthening the local food systems. So that was the starting point for the business Now, as a non-technologist, 
I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know where to start. I call. This is kind of a funny story, but I knew that if we were going to deploy machines in a marketplace, people would want to need or need to track and manage the usage of their equipment. And so I called Lojack. I literally reached out to, I don't know if it was like a customer service hotline at, on Lojack, which is a, a car fleet management solutions company. And I said, how do you guys, how do you guys track your vehicles, right? You, you all are known for that technology in the U.S. I want to track tractors in Africa. <laughs> okay, this is pretty random, but our parent company, Calamp, might be able to help. So I got connected to some folks at Calamp and I asked them, hey, do you guys track assets in Africa, specifically high value assets. So maybe something like oil and gas trucks going through rural communities. So you need connectivity in in low connectivity areas and you want to be able to protect this precious cargo. So they gave us the name of a company that builds software on top of the hardware that they sell. And that was the starting point to our tech stack. It was just identifying a low-cost, reliable way to track and manage equipment remotely. As a tractor owner, you want that assurance if you're going to send your tractor to far-off places. And then from there, we started to build out the marketplace. But the starting point for the business from a technology perspective was very elementary. I'll be the first to admit that. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, do you have any notable client success stories that you can share uh, where Hello Tractor has been involved and really just kind of helped grow the agricultural impact in Africa? So a number of our customers initially engage with us. And and let me first distinguish, we work in a double-sided marketplace. So when I say customers, I'm really talking about two categories of users. We have farmers who receive tractor services, and then we have tractor owners who own the equipment and deliver that service. In the middle of that transaction is a booking agent that organizes demand in their community and books tractor services on behalf of the farmers, the demand. Because you can imagine most smallholder you know, farmers are not digitally engaged the way we engage with apps on our smartphones in the U.S. and order Ubers and stuff like that. So the agents help to organize the demand. And a cool story that's come out of the platform is we recently launched a tractor finance program where we're identifying high performing agents within our networks And really looking at their performance and saying, hey, some of you can actually be tractor owners. You have enough demand that you've organized. Your networks of farmers are robust. If we gave you the financing to own a tractor, you can service that demand directly. And so we have about 104 of these individuals that have gone from, you know, low income entrepreneurs who have really gone after it and booked farmers in their community and earned a commission for that work. But because they were so successful as booking agents, they've now graduated to become tractor owners. So imagine somebody making a few hundred bucks a month to now owning a $40,000 tractor. This is a customer segment that banks often ignore, certainly not giving $40,000 loans to. And now they have this opportunity to not only impact directly the farmers that they've been booking for, but also 
move themselves and their family out of poverty. And it's, it's really a generational change for these individuals. And it's, it's quite special to see. And you and I were chatting offline, Jaheel, and I asked uh, and inquired about the actual income increase of the farmers themselves, right? Because a lot of these people were plowing their fields by hand or by livestock you know, means, and now they have mechanized equipment. What was the increase in the uh, level of income for the farmers? So roughly 93% of our customers live at or below the poverty line. So these are low-income growers working really small plots of land, think an acre, two acres maybe. And of that, this population of farmers that we service, we got about 630,000 farmers receiving services on our platform. 87% report higher income as a result of accessing tractor services through the Hello Tractor platform. And that's a pretty meaningful number if you consider this being their primary source of income and not just increasing the income coming off the field, but also maybe even more importantly, reducing the drudgery of farming. It's really hard work. And oftentimes, because it's so important to get that crop established on time because these are rain-fed agricultural systems. A lot of our growers, because there's no labor, they're pulling kids out of school to make sure that the income for the family is protected for the year. And so not only are you increasing income, but you're also reducing drudgery and making it so that these young people can go off and get educated. And that's not hyperbole. This is, you know, agriculture is one of the biggest contributors to child labor. And a lot of it comes back to, you know, these households just not having the labor that they need to take advantage of their primary income generating activity and tractors can solve for that problem. Yeah. And just a point on the actual equipment rental itself, is it limited to tractors or are there other types of equipment that can be booked through the app? So you can book a variety of uh, agricultural equipments from tractors to combine harvesters to threshers for processing post-harvest. So a number of things that we offer, we try and support the growers throughout the production cycle. Let me just mention that the farmers receive a service. They're booking a machine with an operator who's going to come out and deliver that service and leave with the equipment at the end of the engagement, right? And so it's a very seamless, for a farmer, simple way to access some of the best technology available to them in the market, literally through the push of a button and working with their agents to get them connected to this equipment that can be so transformative. And Jaheel, kind of keeping on that line, you know, you've you've kind of been discussing to some extent about the business model and how things work uh, at Hello Tractor, but can you get a little bit more specific about how tractor owners earn the income for lending their equipment, how much the like the average cost is for farmers and how Hello Tractor gets paid? We make money on both sides of our marketplace. We create value on both sides of our marketplace as well. And a full workflow for us is First, it starts with a tractor owner who pays Hello Tractor for our fleet management solution. And that's your classic come for the tool, stay for the network approach to building a marketplace. And the tool in this case is 
this fleet management system that we sell to farm equipment owners. And we were first to market with this technology for this category of equipment, lower horsepower farm equipment. Once the GPS monitoring device is fitted onto the tractor, the tractor owner has full visibility into all aspects of their fleet operation from monitoring fuel consumption and theft, operator performance, work completed, distance and location of the machinery. And then there's the booking and fulfillment piece where we connect the farm equipment owner to farmers booking services through the community-based agents that use a separate Hello Tractor application to organize and book that demand. We take a 5% commission on those transactions that we help to organize. And then on the farm equipment side for our tractor owners, we charge them a SaaS fee for accessing our fleet management solution. And that's an annual reoccurring fee. We were discussing earlier too about the credit facility that Hello Tractor provides, the booking agents. And one thing that you mentioned that's been a real focus for you has been making sure it's very inclusive. I'm wondering if you can kind of elaborate on that a little bit more and explain how you guys are making the availability of credit inclusive, as inclusive as possible. Well, first of all, we start with all of our borrowers are traditionally unbanked. So we're we're bringing an entirely new category of entrepreneur into the financial system and serving them with affordable, very flexible credit. Secondary to that, we have, as a company, chosen to prioritize women entrepreneurs. You know, most folks may not know this, but the vast majority of farming done in sub-Saharan Africa is done by women. And our hypothesis is that by better serving women, you can unlock a tremendous amount of commercial opportunity. And how do you better service women? You make sure that there are women tractor owners who understand the unique needs of women farmers who have dueling obligations from, you know, household duties to a variety of other things. You empower that group of women entrepreneurs to own tractors and deliver those services. Now, how do you do that? For our women entrepreneurs, we reduce the down payment requirement to make it more accessible. We've observed that the repayment rates across this category has been phenomenal. No non-performing loans that might change over time, but right now they're batting a thousand and we're pretty proud of that and excited about that. And then the third piece to our impact journey and how we use credit to activate new parts of the market is around regenerative agriculture. So booking agents that organize demand for regenerative agricultural services like no-till, like ripping and and using the chisel plow versus the three-disc plow, which is terrible for the soil, terrible for carbon, the release of carbon into the atmosphere, terrible for water resource management. If our booking agents are organizing farmers for these more regenerative practices, they too can receive a down payment waiver. And and we've seen great outcomes using financing as a tool to accomplish these impact objectives. So right now we got about a quarter of our portfolio is women, entrepreneurs owning tractors, and about a third are doing 
conservation agriculture as a service for their farmers. This is how you reach impact at scale because each tractor is doing around 1,200 acres, which, you know, is five, 600 farmers. And these are five or 600 farmers that did not have access to any mechanization. And now they're doing the absolute best form of mechanization, which is regenerative and protecting the soil, the water, and the air. Jaheel, where do you see Hello Tractor going from here? Is this business model replicable in other parts of the world? Actually, some of my colleagues are in Thailand right now doing some exploratory work to grow that market further. Uh, We're already in Pakistan and Bangladesh and Guatemala and Jamaica outside of the Africa continent. Within Africa, we're operating in 14 countries and growing. And there's a tremendous amount of opportunity in any agricultural market that is dominated by smallholder farmers, you know, folks growing on less than five acres. This is precisely the type of solution that they need. Why? Because if you have a small plot of land, you can't afford to own your own equipment, but you do need reliable, affordable access to equipment. And that's the value that we bring to our growers. And I think that's a value proposition that can thrive across the emerging markets And we work with big companies to help us scale this solution and bring it to these communities. Our our biggest investor is John Deere. They're our biggest strategic partner as well. And working with them gives us access to one of the best dealer channels on earth. And we can leverage that channel to get our technology out into new markets and ensure that all smallholder farmers that are growing commercially, low income or not, can access mechanization to maximize their profitability while strengthening the global food system. Because I think what we've all observed over the last few years, particularly coming out of the pandemic, was that the food supply chain was much more fragile than we thought it was. And we saw grain reserves depleted. And then we came out this difficult time where the global community really had to rally to make sure people were fed. And then we immediately went into a war in Ukraine. And that's one of five global breadbasket regions. And when the Black Sea ports went down, it created even more fragility in that global food system. You couple these two things with climate change, which isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And what we're finding is that we as a global community need to build more resilience within our food system. And Africa is at the very epicenter of that. We have the land, we have the water, we have the sun and the people. We just need to bring in very well-tested and reliable technologies to close that yield gap and get our farmers to grow at the productivity level of farmers in the U.S. and Brazil and in India and China. And I think that's a very reasonable goal. And I think we're on that journey to accomplish that. Fascinating. Well, Jahil, we know it's uh, dinner time where you are. We want to let you get back to being with your family for the rest of the evening. So we really appreciate your time and great discussion today. Thank you for being on Green Shoots. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate it. Thanks for the platform. And if for anybody who wants to reach Hello Tractor, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm not young and cool enough to be on TikTok and all these other things, but I am on um, LinkedIn. And of course, www.hellotractor.com is our website. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, Jahil.
Well, Jack, what a great discussion with Jaheel today. What were your takeaways? Yeah, absolutely. Great conversation. I really enjoyed uh, learning more about Eel and just about Hello Tractor in general. But really, I think my main takeaway was probably I really liked the discussion about the tractor financing program and uh, how they have that in place for people that prove themselves by building their network. It really seems like it must truly be transformative and he said a generational change for these people to go from earning you know, a couple of thousand dollars every year to owning a $40,000 productive asset. And when 93% of your users are below the poverty line and 87% of those same users stay in improvement income, such direct measurable impact, I think is quite amazing. You know, the 630,000 farmers so far and growing speaks for itself. And I also don't think it's obvious that women are make up the most farmers in Africa. But when I was in Malawi, Uganda, and Tanzania a few months ago, certainly could tell that was the case. So you know, I know in the intro, we mentioned the two SDGs that we were focused on, number two, zero hunger, and number eight, decent work and economic growth. I really feel like you could almost apply you know, pretty much almost all of them, including no poverty, gender equality, climate action, life on land. Uh, so yeah, just learning more about the organization and what they're doing in Africa and now in other places of the world as well, I thought was just uh, really helpful to learn. Yeah. And I think my biggest takeaway was just the stark contrast to the perception and what we read about in Western media and that the food insecurity issue tends to be a government level, you know, problem where you have Western governments pouring money and resources into Africa to help alleviate uh, hunger and, and famine. And what Jahil's doing is, is complete opposite. He basically started a grassroots effort you know, local presence on the ground could understand the culture and the economic system and create a company. And this is a for-profit entity, right? It's it's not a charity. Mm -hmm. Create a company to basically make money, but also address the underlying issue, which is how do you get tractors into the hands of farmers? And it Mm -hmm. it seems so simple, yet there was a lot of effort and, and work that had to be done there to create this ecosystem. And now that it's up and running, it just seems really scalable. It seems really impactful, as you just mentioned. And and what a great story. Absolutely. Phenomenal. Well, we thank our listeners for checking out this episode of Green Shoots. Please take a minute to see the other episodes featuring thought leaders working to solve today's most vexing problems. We also appreciate your questions, feedback, or comments. You can email us at thearborgroup at ubs.com. See you next time on Green Shoots. <laughs>